0: My first experience with GTA Online. My first experience with GTA Online went like this. Took about 5 minutes to load into the game, I drove around confused, didn't know what to do, tried to start a basic mission, failed, because no one would join it. I finally found a way to get into the menu to join something, joined something, got kicked because I was too low level, took 5 minutes to get into the the list, and 5 minutes to get back to the game. Did that twice more, same effect. So I spent about an hour, and I did literally nothing in the game. And then I stopped playing. I came back to online a little bit later, when I had viewers who could help me. And so we played for a little bit together, it was pretty fun. A little bit, like it's not crazy, but it was more fun because I was playing with viewers. Then a hacker joined my lobby, stole all my friend's money, gave me like a trillion dollars, and made me level 250. So I had to pull the plug immediately, because I didn't want to get banned. So I told Rockstar they removed all the money and uh, left me level 250. And I was like, this is just awful. All streaming isn't equally tiring. So I, uh, I'm i sad and uh, I feel bad being on stream feeling sad. So much time I've wasted, chat, playing this game and Noita and shit instead of playing GTA and making the interesting stuff that I want to make. You know how easy it is sitting on stream and being boring? It's really easy. You know how hard it is being on stream and being interesting? It's really hard. I want to explain this before where like, there's this thing that YouTubers do when they come over to Twitch, where they try and keep up the same level of energy that they have for their YouTube videos for the entire stream that they do on Twitch. And it just tires them out, burns them out, and they stop streaming. Cause you notice in a YouTube video, everyone's like, hey guys, what's up? Like, you know, it's energy all the way, you know, you explaining things in a passionate kind of way. It's the best content on YouTube. I've realized over time that I've started to do that as in when I know I'm making YouTube content, I'm basically trying to keep up that level of energy for the entire time that I'm streaming. So the YouTube video will have the most content possible or the most footage that can be useful to YouTube. And it's so hard. But when I play things like Noita or Slay the Spire, I'm just playing the game. I'm just chilling and it's so much easier to do because I am, I can be the lowest energy possible and it doesn't matter because it's probably not going to be YouTube content and if it is, then it can be watched by many people. I could sit here 12 hours a day and just stream Noita but two hours of chaos is like a week's worth of energy because it's just two hours of constant talking and being engaged with the content. You know, this isn't boring. Yeah, but you're you're more watching for the game than me, right? Because I'm not doing anything particularly amazing. I'm just playing the game. It's just background noise, you know? Why people with bad English knowledge think Amanda was at the prologue heist? Non-English speakers believe that when he says this... That is not work! I don't see you complaining on the way to the fucking bank! They think that he's talking about North Yankton and that Amanda was in North Yankton with him or whatever, like that old meme or whatever. But it's just an expression to say that she's not complaining while she's spending the money that he makes through his illicit deeds, you know? This video is sponsored by Skillshare, which is an online learning community where millions come together to explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including film and video, graphic design, web development, animation, and more. Classes consist of a combination of video lessons and hands-on projects to fit any schedule and skill level, with feedback from a community of millions. If you want a place to start, I recommend Digital Poster Design, combining images and type for powerful visuals by Temi Koka, digital artist and illustrator. What I enjoyed about Temi's class is how he captured the full process of creating a poster, from selecting the focus, what to look for in capturing the photo, to adding the design elements in Photoshop. He does a great job of giving a quick overview of some of the more useful Photoshop tools and how to use them effectively. Temi also takes some time to experiment with other tools and effects he uses in his other works. This offers a glimpse to the range photoshop offers without overwhelming the user. I think Temi's class would be great for anyone wanting to learn photoshop particularly if they were looking into digital art and graphic design. Skillshare is curated specifically for learning meaning there are no ads and they're always launching new premium classes so you can stay focused and follow wherever your creativity takes you. The first thousand of my subscribers to click the link in the description will get a free trial of premium membership so you can explore your creativity. Thank you Skillshare for sponsoring this video. A viewer offered me a photo shoot for my dating profile. There was a guy, a viewer of mine, who offered to take pictures of me or whatever for my dating profile. Because he's a professional photographer or whatever, not just a weirdo. And I should probably take him up on that offer. But with COVID and all that being rampant or whatever right now, seems kind of dumb to do so. Should you become a Twitch streamer? I do not sincerely think trying to create a Twitch channel these days is a good use of anyone's time. Being successful on Twitch is like winning the lottery and in terms of odds of it happening. And it's always been that way, except with every passing year, the odds have become even less. If you started 10 years ago, you had quadruple five times the chance of being successful as you do today. If you started five years ago, you maybe had double the chance. Now it's, you know, it's such a saturated market. The tools of discoverability, while they have improved, they're still not so robust that a person just starting out can really be discovered. You need to have a really unique spot where you've got all the time in the world to throw at streaming, some very unique skill set or talents or whatever or thing you're bringing to Twitch, or connections with people who are already established streamers, and you've got to get amazingly lucky. At no point in time in all of the history of social media, have you not needed a large dose of luck to be successful? But uh, different people have put in more or less work to achieve their success along with that good luck. I would love to have the silver bullet that would be able to give other people success, but I don't have it. And I won't pretend that I have it. I won't give people falsehood. Soft drink is not good for you. I tried Pepsi a few times throughout my life. And I always hated it. Yeah, I, totally understandable, Bella. I mean, I, I would not... As much as it is a meme, I-, I would suggest to anyone, do not drink soft drink, it is not good for you. If you can live your entire life without drinking soft drink, all power to you. It's addictive garbage. It's like when people say, oh, you know, I've never had any drugs or never done, uh, like, drunk any alcohol. I'm like, good, good for you. I wish I was the same. I mean, f- fuck the people who rub it in your face, like, oh, I'm so pure and but, but just to be like, like, you ask them if they drink and they're like, oh, no, I don't drink. Like, oh, good, that's cool. Are my parents proud of my success? Are my parents proud of my success? Uh, I don't think they understand my success. My dad has always just taken my word for it that I'm doing well. But remember that uh, like I barely made any money for a long time. So obviously for a long time, my, my parents were like, Oh, you're applying for some other jobs? Or, yeah, you know, Mum was always like, Oh, you know, you gotta get into this bachelor's program. You know, go into this and that. And understandable, right? Because obviously trying to stream for a living is largely a foolish endeavor. The amount of people who grow successful at it, the smallest, smallest fraction. It was for the longest time I was making just enough to get by, you know. And even then, who knows where streaming's gonna be in five years. Why don't I drink beer? Why don't I drink beer? Uh, Beer is an acquired taste. It doesn't, in of itself, taste good. Like, no one who drinks beer for the first time thinks, wow, this is an amazing taste. It seems more based on social conventions, and you just get kind of used to it, and then you grow to like it. I was never motivated to develop that taste, so I never did. It's also very cheap. It's a cheap way to get drunk. Bourbon's where it's at, guys. Your drink of choice is whiskey. Whiskey's definitely better than beer. I prefer bourbon over whiskey, even though they're only is subtly different. The ideal length of a speed run in general i'm i don't find very short speed runs appealing at all like for me the perfect speed run is between one and two hours for the any percent and like between three and four hours for the 100 percent i've always said gta 5 is a little bit too long like i think if gta 5's classic percent or even with taxis if, if any of them were four hours long you would have had like triple the runners who would have picked up this game over the years. The barrier to entry of six hours is really large for a lot of people. I mean, for everyone who's sane, right? Have I ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Have I ever played Dungeons and Dragons? I tried to play with my friends back in the day. I got really frustrated that they weren't focused enough to progress. And I ke- I, there was a meme where I kept wanting to talk to statues because I was convinced that there'd be a talking statue. <laughs> and then we found a bag and I thought it was a trap so I shot it, but it was actually a rare bag of holding or some shit and I just destroyed the bag And people were mad at me. I just couldn't be fucked going really I didn't super enjoy myself, but those are the two memories I have at playing What am I most likely very wrong about? My weakest topic is our uh, history because there's so much history to know. I'm sure there are Ideas I have about other countries or something um, General perceptions that are likely false. I mean uh, because I'm a person who, you know, I, I assign confidences, a, a level of confidence to everything that I believe. So I guess the true answer is, the things that I'm most likely wrong about are those things that I hold the least confidence in, but that I tentatively hold, tentatively hold as true. Maybe. Contemplating doing a debate stream. Do I do debates? I've always wanted to set aside a day where I um just talk to people in chat and have them debate me on different topics but I'm not sure it's the most productive use of my time. As a streamer, you of course have a lot of leeway over what you can do, but you always try and balance your own enjoyment with the enjoyment of people who'd be watching. If Like, if you'll enjoy two different things, 8 out of 10, but one of those things chat will enjoy 8 out of 10 and the other 4 out of 10, you know, you pick the one that both parties will enjoy, you know? Do I want to return to speedrunning Dark Souls 3? Do I still run Dark Souls 3? I do not. People were not interested in me running it back then. Uh, I did it because I really enjoyed it. The amount of effort it would take to get back into it is just way too much. And I was already, I was always at a major disadvantage because I uh, couldn't do it on controller. I always did it with um keyboard and mouse. Yeah, I played all the Dark Souls games on keyboard. I mean, if you except of course for Demon Souls and uh, Bloodborne, which aren't Dark Souls games, but you know they're in the the Soulsborne franchise. Like I don't have the drive to play it like I used to, and my audience wouldn't find it as great. And uh, like I'm more interested in doing, doing GTA 5. Whenever anyone says they want to watch me play something that isn't GTA 5, I always think of that guy from WoW, who's like, you think you do, but you don't, you know? Having aspirations for the future. So what's your biggest dream yet to come through? A part of my problem emotionally in life has not really had- having grand goals. Like I've never had aspirations or things I really want to achieve. I've just kind of floated through life. Until I found streaming and YouTube and Twitch and you know, da da da. I didn't really want anything. I'd even convinced myself I wasn't really deserving of things, which is very depressing. Thinking about those dark times. I I still don't think I really have grand goals. Uh, I just want to continue to grow successful. Build a larger audience and I suppose my biggest dream is just to be so secure in my circumstances That I don't have to fear that a small thing could go wrong and I'll be screwed People who are judgmental of how others spend their time Every once in a while I'll get these comments where personally be like man, what a waste of time Playing GTA 5 that long and I'm like look dude, you're literally wasting your time writing fucking YouTube comments Calling other people just enjoying their lives shit and clearly clearly you can't be very happy with what you're doing or value your time very Very much if this is what you spend your time doing What do you say like what do they say to that which doesn't just make them look worse because if 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 you respond again It just it just proves my point. It's like yeah, you clearly don't use your time wisely You're, You're arguing with a motherfucker in a YouTube comment section. What right do you have to critique how other people use their fucking time? And the thing that makes you bitter enough to write a comment is someone actually enjoying their life. How pathetic. It's always funny, and I love engaging these people. Because they just dig their own holes every time they respond. Because for me, any YouTube comment that I respond to is at least worth the time for me, because it helps the algorithm. It helps engagement on the on the video. To be fair, I could I could be using the time to reply to other YouTube comments that are perhaps more deserving. deserving but, you know, if I'm there to respond to YouTube comments, there's no skin off my back. How I choose my mods and VIPs in my Twitch chat. How do I choose my mods? Um, It's usually people who seem like nice people, people I feel like I can trust, people who have shown in one way or another that they care about the stream and or will help me if I need it. There are many different ways to show commitment to a stream. Sometimes it's also technical skill, like people seem to have different skills that would help me. Necessity is often a part of it, in the sense of, um, uh, there'll be a day where there'll be a troll in chat, and none of my mods will be here, and so that would tell me, well, I need more mods. Uh, either my mods are moving on, or, you know, I just don't have enough to, to meet all time zones, so I will, um, uh, I'll, I'll add a mod that day. I'll be like, okay, just, I'll just look at the people who type in chat, and I'll look for someone who, uh, you know, meets my general criteria, and then I'll, then I'll add them. Like some people have been added as mods who've never modded before, and have been completely clueless in terms of what to do. Most of what being a mod is for me is just doing what I ask. I'll be like, "Hey, type this in chat." Like if I wasn't a, uh, a speedrunner, I would probably need less mods. It wouldn't be as big a big a concern if there wasn't a mod here. But, but of course, I I can't just alt tab and type in chat. I am doing a speedrun, you know. Certainly, I do hope that my mods are proactive in a sense. They don't always necessarily need to wait for me to do something. But of course there's always the possibility if a mod does something on their own that I might not approve of what they do. But that doesn't come up very often. I'm not a complicated person. I know another streamer that has 200 mods, he mods everyone that subs and donates. You have VIP now, you don't really need to do that. Although you only get 100 VIPs. VIP in this chat is given to people who do coding and tech for me and stuff, people who've had a world record in GTA 5, the main categories, um, and people who were former mods. You said VIPs are former mods, what did you mean by that? So, no person will like a stream forever or be truly interested in content forever, right? Especially my content. Well, I mean, all content is fairly repetitive. Like, a personality-driven streamer, you know, their personality isn't going to change massively every year. Content can get stale, even for mods. I have to just jump early now, that fucking sucks. So when, when a mod stops coming by, or comes by too infrequently to really be useful as a mod, or it doesn't participate as much anymore, um, I remove their mod and make them VIP. When I used to remove mod, uh, it was mainly to avoid mod chat. So like when they happen to stop by, they would be, they wouldn't be another mod, they'd be a viewer, so it wouldn't be like, you know, the handful of people in my chat all being mods always look terrible. Less of a concern now, I mean I've I've had it be the case in the past where a mod will stop by and people in my chat will be like oh we got a new mod oh wow. hi new mod i've never seen you before and it's like nah he's he's a very old mod and it's, it's kind of awkward really and so i just I seek to avoid that kind of stuff what gets me heated in discussions um i have definitely gotten heated in discussions with people usually when when i end up getting heated it's because it's like you lay out something perfectly with like, all the bells and whistles, you put in all the effort, yeah, you cross every T, you dot every I, and the person looks at it and just goes, no. And you're like, what do you mean, no? And they just go, no. But, but I've laid this out, this perfect argument showing how you're wrong in every conceivable way. What do you disagree with? And they just go, no. Yeah, but, but that's not an argument, they're like, no. Or like, here's a contradiction. You are clearly contradicting, and they go, no. Like a, like a small kid who doesn't want to eat his dinner. Just, no, time, no. Know and just pisses me the fuck off. This is very different than, for example, just having diff- a difference in values. Like, I can be disgusted with a person in terms of their values, and and, and and completely understand their reasoning. Like, if a person is a white nationalist, I can be disgusted by them, but not necessarily think their, their reasoning is invalid on the basis of what they value. I'm like, well, you're a terrible person, but I can understand why you would want to do these things given the things that you value. But here's why you probably shouldn't have those values or, or whatever, A- appeal to mutual goals, or how you valuing these things is is, is hurting you, or it, you're trying to achieve these goals is just gonna be worse for you in the long term. As I say, you, two people can have the exact same facts, but based on what they value, can completely disagree on how to apply those facts, you know. Do I want to travel? Now, I've never looked favorably, favorably upon uh, traveling costs a lot of money, and there's nothing that I really want to see enough that I'm willing to spend the money. Like, don't get me wrong. If I had the ability to instant teleport myself to other countries, I would totally instant teleport myself and just look at some shit like, hey, that's pretty cool. Monuments and st- stuff like that. But I mean, no amount of financial cost is worth it for me. I think traveling is best done with other people. I have no one to travel with. You can certainly meet people throughout your travels, but I'm not a person who likes talking to random people and shit. Unless I'm drunk. Flashback to embarrassing moments in my life right there. That was not good. Traveling is something you share with others. It doesn't have to be this way, but I think that's the best way to get the most out of traveling. More than likely, if I did travel, though, it'd be somewhere in Australia. There's there's heaps of places in Australia I haven't seen and, you know. Just go to Google Street View and have a fan blowing on your face to pretend you're hiking there. (laughs) Exactly, man. Traveling is about experiencing... Well, how do you experience culture without seeing? As if seeing isn't a vital part of culture. But I'm not, I'm not a big culture guy. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Do I know how to play an instrument? I've always wanted to play an instrument elite, but I uh, I never saw myself as having much talent for it, and I never had the time to learn. And clear, Clearly, I have the time to learn. I, I hate when people say that, and I really shouldn't have said that, because you could make the time. It's just I didn't have sufficient reason to. My desire to learn wasn't sufficient to learn, and there was nothing in my environment motivating me to learn, so I never did. We all have the same amount of time, it's just, you know, depending upon who you are, you have other matters that are more important. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.